Welcome to Thoughts Off the Stem. I'm Justin Baroni, and today we are smoking some pineapple pea, baby. That's right. <laughs> That's what's in the bong. That is out of the Cognoscente package. Um, let's see what the percentages are. <coughs> so, that's pineapple pea. Uh, it is 23.8% THC. And what are the terpenes on this bad boy? Uh, terp profile is 2.07% caryophyllene, farnesine, limonene. So it should be a nice hybrid. I've smoked it already with a buddy. Um, and quite honestly, it was a little more uplifting, a hybrid on the sativa side. I'm sure other people will say that it's more of an indica because uh, I watched some eyes get low, baby. <laughs> um, chair squeak. Um, <coughs> yeah, so that's what we smoked in the bong today. Watched some, some people's eyes get low. It was awesome. Um, they got a little uh, taken aback by it, but it was a good time. It's a really nice high. Um, it's not too overwhelming. Uh, it's fun. It's a fun high. It's a good social high. Um, it's also good for zoning out. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't understand how we can be both things, but a lot of the times it's both things. <laughs> so that's what we're smoking in the bong, pineapple pea, which I think stands for pineapple piss. I don't know how a pineapple pisses, but eh, that's what it is. Um, okay, and today, because last time I said that we were going to try out the Fuego vape cart, I've actually brought the Fuego vape cart. <laughs> so I can let you know what it's like. That's a little more indica for me. Um, yeah, I've been smoking it off and on at night because uh, I tried a couple times. Super flavorful though. Uh, and then in the pre-roll today, we're going to smoke this one that I haven't tried from General Admission. It's an indica, so hopefully it doesn't like put me out out. <laughs> it's called Mango High Chew. It's a distillate infused pre-roll. It's one one gram. It's an indica. It looks like that. So hopefully that's really good. Although from General Admission, I have never been disappointed. I will be honest with you. Not once. <laughs> Not one time. The only one that I found wasn't that I didn't like as much as the others, like it's the bottom of the list for me, would be the Berry G33. It just, I don't know, just didn't hit strong. Like the peach rings from them, amazing. Uh, Honeydew Boba, incredible. Um, what else? Tiger Blood, dude, if you haven't tried Tiger Blood, try some Tiger Blood. It is awesome, okay? <laughs> but yeah, they've been on point with everything else, so I haven't tried this one, so I figured I'd try it. I was hoping it was the Sativa, it is not, it is an indica, so we'll smoke that a little bit later. Um, yeah, so I hope you had a good week. Thank you for joining me, Justin Baroni, on your Friday to start your weekend off right, baby. That's right. Yeah, man, I hope, you, I hope everybody has a good week. I know that everybody goes through their ups and downs and stuff, but I really hope that you have a good week, or the, at least overall, you have a good week. You know what I'm saying? Like... At, at the very bare minimum, the majority of your week is better than the rest. <laughs> you get a 60-40 split at the bare minimum. 60% good times, 40% tough times. But the tough times obviously help you work through shit. Makes you better at stuff. Helps you become a better person. Especially when you hit uh, face that adversity head on. Um... So today I figured the topic of discussion and some of the stories that I would tell you would be based on uh, some of the customers who really should start to understand that the customer is not always right, baby. <laughs> As you can see, I'm getting, I think, well, I don't know if my cheeks are getting rosy, but they feel like they're getting rosy and I'm getting like a perma smile going. 
that's from the pineapple peat. So if you're looking for something that's going to give you a big shit-eating grin for no reason, <laughs> pineapple peat will do it for you. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So yeah, so I figured I would tell you some stories about um, some of the retail positions that I've worked and some of the expectations of customers that, hmm, how do you say it, don't really live in the same reality as the rest of us, I guess you could say. <laughs> think the, I think the old adage of the customer is, al is always right has started to die off a little bit. Um, I think that people have started to understand that the customer is not always right. And so I figured I'd take you through a couple of the stories <laughs> or the customers that I've had to deal with and tell you some of the fun stories that were involved in dealing with these customers. So I used to work at Home Depot. Okay. And of course you get like, I mean, in any kind of retail, you get everybody, all walks of life, you know? And so this one day, I remember Home Depot is really good at uh, being understaffed <laughs> and having like, and having staff that actually cares about what they're doing. That's tough too. You got to find like the right person. So at the time I was working at Home Depot, I was the flooring specialist. Uh, my job was to sort of tell people how, what floor and how to, what floor for where, uh, what would be the best surface, um, how to install it, kind of. You didn't really have to show the full installation or explain the full installation, but you, basics, right? Um, so this one day, and like I said, the store was always understaffed. So this one day, I'm, it, it's like six o'clock at night. I think it was like a Thursday and I'm in the flooring aisle and there's like, I'm the only one working. The other person I think was on their lunch or they had gone home for the day, whatever. The point is, is that I was the only one working and, um, I'm in the flooring aisle and what I would do is I would just hold court. I would just have everybody get in the flooring aisle and start asking me questions. Then when somebody decided what they wanted, um, I would work with that person to like do their order or pick whatever and then finish it off. Then I would go back to the group of people. While I was working with somebody in the group, I was like two minutes until done, okay? And this dude, I have a lineup of people around the aisle and this fucking dude <laughs> comes blasting around the corner past everybody else that's like clearly waiting, right? And just starts asking me a bunch of questions. I'm in mid-sentence with this customer that I'm with and I look over, I'm like, what the hell just happened? The customer's like, whoa. And I go, what are you doing? <laughs> the guy goes, well, I want, I've been waiting here for half an hour and blah, blah, blah. He had just got there. I watched him. I watched him. I saw him come in. <laughs> so he's, you know, yelling at me, doing the whole, like, I've been here forever waiting, blah, blah, blah. I said, look, man, I'm the only person here. I'm working through the line of people. I said, I'll get to you as soon as I can. I apologize for the wait, but there's going to be a bit of a wait. <laughs> this motherfucker starts yelling at me. I go, look. <laughs> I don't do this. You've interrupted my customer. You've interrupted this customer who like had priority at the time. And now you're taking away from everybody else's time and you're wasting all those people's time. Go to the back of the line. So this guy, I don't think he was used to getting talked to like that. <laughs> so this guy kind of looks at me like, what the fuck? And then walks to the back of the line. So he's waiting another like five minutes go by and I'm just finishing up with this woman, still the same woman. And this guy comes yelling at me around the corner. Okay. And everybody in the aisle has now started like, they're all patiently waiting, but looking at what they want. Right. This motherfucker charges over at me. He stands about like 
so in Home Depot, the floor is like concrete squares, right? So this guy's standing on one and he's about halfway to the end of the aisle and I'm about halfway into the aisle. And uh, he starts yelling. And I look at him, I go, hey, what's your problem? Stop. Just that's enough, okay? You stand right there, you be quiet, and you let everybody else do this. Stop interrupting everybody's shit, okay? This dude gets wide-eyed, looks at me, never been talked to like this before. And he goes, who made you the boss? <laughs> I go, we had profit sharing in Home Depot. <laughs> so I go, me. I made me the boss. You know why? Because I own part of this company. And that square you're standing on is what I fucking own. So if you're standing on my square, you respect me. <laughs> I said, if you have a problem and you want to complain about me, you go to the front desk and you complain. Justin sent me up here to complain. I said, you go do that there. Leave me alone to do my job. <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> he was shocked. Okay. He goes, he goes, oh no. So he goes up to the front desk. I finished with that customer I was with. I finished with a couple with a couple others, and then um, I see him walking by with my supervisor, and the guy's like evil staring at me, right? Because I told him off. I told him off, rightfully so. <laughs> and uh, so he's just like staring daggers at me, and I'm like, whatever, dude, fuck you, you know. And so my supervisor finally catches up to me after this whole thing had gone down, and he goes, hey man, why don't you go out and have a smoke and calm down? He goes. I'll, I'll talk to you after. So then I go sm have a smoke. I come back inside and he sits me down. He goes, that guy had been fasting for like six days. So he apologized for throwing a fit. I was like, you can't talk to me like that. Like, there's no way that's acceptable. Right. So, and the Home Depot's thing is like the customer is not necessarily always right, but you want the customer to come back. So no matter what the situation is, they'll just do whatever you want them to do so like if you use like a weed whacker and then bring it back say it doesn't work they'll just take it back <laughs> yep <laughs> no problem so yeah so this guy tried to apologize but it was funny i didn't get written up or anything but like i couldn't believe this guy's fucking attitude and then i thought you know what i'm gonna treat this guy like a kid <laughs> that's my spot if you're gonna stand there you show me respect i'm your daddy <laughs> That was also like the first time, one of the first times I guess I had actually really talked back to a customer and had been in the right because I definitely talked some shit and had been in the wrong before. Oh, that pineapple pea stuff is really good, man. I hope you're high. I hope you're enjoying the sesh. I know we're only a couple minutes in, but fuck, I'm getting stoned. Like my body's starting to feel it. I wish I had eaten something. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> All right, so... Oh, the other thing about Home Depot, so they're like, this guy freaked out because he hadn't eaten. That was his excuse anyway. But what we would get a lot of, because it's, you know, perceived as man work, man stuff. Um, I had a supervisor at one point that was a woman. She knew, she knew her shit inside and out. Could like tell you everything about a floor. No problem. You know what I mean? And recommend like the best stuff too. So I remember this one time I'm roaming around the store and the... We, got, we have radios, like walkie-talkies. And so I get a call, Justin, can you come to the Florida desk to come help me out here? So I walk over, and I see this, like, big dude, right? And this, you know, she's, a, I don't know, a little woman, right? And 
the, I get to the desk and the guy looks at me and he's holding a bunch of like transition strips or something. And he's like, does these work like this? And he starts asking me all the same questions he had already asked her and she'd already answered. Right. And I got by the look on her face, I figured, oh, she's pretty pissed at this fucker. <laughs> so like, I'll just make him, I'll force him to listen to her. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought this will be fun. <laughs> so the guy's standing there and he goes, does this, oh, this, she's telling me this, like, that can't be right. Is it? And I go, is that what she told you? Cause yeah. I go, well, that's right. <laughs> he goes, he goes, yeah, but there's like, there's other ways. I'm like, nope, that's it. That's the way you do it. Just like that. She wasn't wrong. That's the thing. Like he just didn't, he didn't want to hear it from a woman. He wanted to hear it from a man. That's what I'm saying. So he was like, he just kept going on and on. And finally I looked at him. I'm like, you called me over for this. <laughs> I go, whatever she told you is the right thing. Do what she told you because it'll be right. <laughs> okay. And then I walked away. And then later on, she came up and explained to me that like the only reason the guy, the only reason the guy finished the transaction was because I told him to listen to her. Like men are like, I know I'm a man and like, there's a lot of good qualities to men, but some men are stupid <laughs> and they think stupidly. Okay. And if you think stupidly, I don't know. There's qualities in everybody that, you know, you can learn from and there's no, I don't know. To me, it just doesn't seem like you should pick on a gender to give you the proper information. Cause trust me, I've known a lot of guys that have talked about, you know, construction and whatever. And I'm telling you, <laughs> they are, it's amazing. They're still alive. That kind of thing. <laughs> okay. And like all because they wouldn't trust a woman. Like that's just stupid. That's all I'm saying. It's really dumb. And I'm still on my hydration kick as you could tell. So those were my two, like, I don't know, I guess like nerve wracking incidents <laughs> with Home Depot. There was a, there were a couple others. There was another one where um, I was using a, a reach truck. I had to get tiles off a top shelf. Um, so I was cruising through an aisle and what you have to do is you have to block off both aisles. So you have the aisle of um, material or product or whatever it is down the down, you know, in a, on a rack with three heights two heights, three heights. And then you have your aisles that you walk through. So you have to block off the aisle you're in and the aisle on the other side that you're working in. Ideally, you want to block off all three aisles, but realistically, at least the one where you're pushing or driving into is blocked off. So if something happens, nobody's there, right? So you block them off at each end of the aisle so that as you get it down, no customers can go in the aisle and nobody can go in the aisle. I'm doing this and granted, <laughs> The aisles of the store, the aisle I was in, you can, you can obviously enter the aisle from either end, right? So I was at the, the closest to the entrance of the store is the end I was at. The closest to the exit or the, the receiving side of the store, the back side of the store was way far away from me, but you have to block off both aisles. I'm picking, I drive in with the reach truck and the forks go into the skid and I go, as soon as I go to lift the skid, I see this dude out of the corner of my eye. He moves the gate all the way at the other end of the aisle. But the thing is, if you knock anything over, dominoes, baby, because they're all attached. <laughs> so he comes in around like the gate and the side and he's like, all right, mine. And he just grabs whatever he wants. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? And I yell at him. He's like, don't worry. My wife works here. Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> if I did something wrong or if you scared me or spooked me or if I wasn't as good at driving this thing as I am, I could have knocked a million 
things on your head that would have crushed you. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this guy was not fucking thinking. So anyway, I, I, he goes out of the aisle. I get the stuff down and then I'm ticked. I like, I'm pissed off. Right. So I take the stuff down. I put it down. The customer gets it. I get one of the other employee, the other, one of my coworkers to help them with it. And then I go to the back to take a break. Cause I'm like, dude, I'm going to fuck this guy up. If I see him again, as I'm leaving this jackass. <laughs> okay. I go to the break room, get my jacket. I go to walk outside to have a smoke. This jackass sees me going and catches up to me, puts his arm on me. Motherfucker. Are you out of your mind? Like I'm mad already and I don't like you and I don't know you. Right. This motherfucker comes up and puts his arm around my shoulders. If we're fucking buddies. <laughs> so we're walking through, I guess it's like the lumber entrance where it's the biggest one, like the, you know, the widest entrance. And as we get almost out there, this guy puts his arm over me and I just fucking like elbow him right off. I don't even fucking touch me, dummy. And then he starts patting me on the back. <laughs> He's like, he goes, look, man, it's not a big deal. It's okay. We're fine. You know, relax. It's okay. And I don't know if you're like me, but when I'm all fucking amped up like that, if you tell me to relax, I want to smash your face more. Like, I just, I want to. Like, that's where my brain goes. It's like, I have to calm myself down now. Like, I have to take myself out of this situation or I'm going to, like, I feel myself getting to the point where not good, you know? So he's doing that. I push him and I guess somebody saw it on the security camera <laughs> because one of the managers comes out and like walks between us and he's like, okay, Justin, just go. And he looks at the other guys. He's like, what are you fucking doing, man? <laughs> like... Customers are not always right. That's what I'm fucking telling you, dude. So there was that guy. And then there was this other dude. Again, women. Like, okay, so this other dude, there were we have a blind... We had, at Home Depot, they have a blind cutting station where you go, you take your blinds, and they cut them to fit your window if you bring in the measurements. And we cut to whatever you measure. If we fuck it up, we repla they replace your blinds, no problem, okay? So, this one day, I come around... It's it, so paint is on the one side and then there's the um uh the what they call the blind aisle where you can get all your window coverings and then you have the flooring section beside that so all in a row so i was walking through paint to do something and as i come around the corner i'm coming to the uh i'm coming to the spot where you cut what are they like those little plastic slap blinds and there's this dude all pressed up on this one woman i work with and he's just like screaming at her, waving his hand in her face, all this shit, like pressed up like he's gonna, you know, chest bump her or some shit. And like her face comes up to his chin kind of thing. So I'm like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> so I walk down to the end of the aisle and I kind of like, I'm like, hey man, what's going on? As soon as I stepped beside him and said that, this motherfucker takes a step back. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, whoa, nothing. What are you doing? <laughs> like, he was, she fucked up my blinds, all this stuff. And so she shows me the blinds. She tells me what happened and it was his fault. <laughs> so I tell her to leave. I explain it to him that it's his fault. This guy finally realizes it's my fault, but now he's embarrassed like big time. So he wants to save face and is, but at the time, as he's sort of figuring this out, his wife comes over and she, you know, goes, Hey, sorry about him. He's all blah, blah, blah. I said, look, 
you got to go remeasure and then cut and then cut your blinds because he was wrong here. Like, you have to buy new ones. So she apologized. This dude was going to fight me. Like, at one point, I had to basically tell him, look, I'm going to take my apron off because you have to wear a fucking apron at Home Depot. I'm going to take my apron off and then you and I can, you know, go see what it's like being man and woman outside. <laughs> me, man, you woman. You know what I'm saying? So... Not that I'm condoning fighting, but I'm just saying, customers are nuts, dude. They do dumb shit all the time. They say the wackiest shit. It's amazing how confident people are when they think that they're in the right, even when they're in the wrong. Even once they recognize that they're in the wrong, they still try to keep, like... It's how I imagine people argue with the cops. Like, I wasn't trying to steal that thing. I was just, uh, I was looking through the window, and then I saw a rat, and I thought I'd kill the rat. And <laughs> so I smashed the window, came in, figured, oh, I can't find the rat. I may as well, you know, borrow these Rolexes for a couple days. <laughs> That's how I feel some customers are. They just come in expecting to be able to get whatever they want because the company will, like, just agree with them, no matter what the deal is, you know? It's kind of fucked up when you think about it. You go into a business thinking that you're owed, that you're owed something, something big time. Like there was one guy, so this was the last one from Home Depot. Then I'll tell you some stories from the shop because some of these people, whoa, dude, they're out there. But okay, so this guy, this one guy at Home Depot, he had, he had got, um, tile glue and he meant to get like mixed, you know, adhesive, not the glue. Cause the glue is good for like walls on a backsplash in a kitchen, but they're not good for the floor because it hardens up and the other stuff doesn't, it get, has a little give so that it doesn't crack and break. So anyway, this guy comes back in, he's got six tubs of this tile glue, right? Now there's an expiry date on all of it. So they call me up to the front asking if he can return this. And I'm like, no, he could return like two of them. Cause they're not open. The other whatever for he's taken like trowel scoops out of and then she said well the girl that had you know the guy had asked to return to she goes well he said it froze so I call the company and I'm like hey what's the deal with the like the thaw freeze on this like how many times can that happen they're like five times <laughs> five times you can freeze that motherfucker you could thaw that bitch out and it's still perfectly usable Okay, so this guy's trying to complain that he had it in his garage or in his car, and it froze. Well, it only froze one time. So, dude, you lose. <laughs> so they called me up, and my job was to basically be like, nope, doesn't work like that. So I called the guy out. I say no. We go through this whole back and forth, right? And I've pretty much got him to the point where he's like, okay, I'm done, you know? And uh, so then another manager was called, and that manager reverse the whole fucking thing you know why they reverse the whole thing because the policy is to make sure that the customer comes back <laughs> this motherfucker had like six hundred dollars worth of um tile glue and just could have used it instead came and returned that like he fucked up somewhere like, I get that people, you know, that's where I think, like, obviously you can't call the guy a liar. But you can be like, no, this is how you use it. No, we shouldn't take it back. No, it's too much of a hit. No, blah, blah, blah. And then somebody overturns that shit, then you get mad. That's what I'm saying. So I refused to come back to the count, the returns counter for anything at any point because I was like, screw you. You don't even listen to me. You pay me to be the specialist. Let me be the specialist. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I don't get it, man.
People are ridiculous. But it's funny because businesses are, you know, like big, huge businesses like Home Depot, Walmart, whatever. It, their need or their desire to be number one or to move that way is solely based. Like you could get away with so many things on returns and people don't realize it till you work there where you're like, what? You just have to say you don't like it. Like <laughs> That's not always the case, but I'm saying, you know. Oh, I hope you're enjoying the sesh. Thank you for joining me, Justin Peroni, on your Friday. Thanks for listening to the stories, man. <laughs> the stories are good, bro. That's what I'm saying. How about some weed shop stories? Even if you are buying cannabis legally, <laughs> you have to remember that it's not at the point yet where it's like Walmart and you can just come in and return whatever you want just because you didn't like it or because you didn't read the bottle or because you didn't do this or that. All right. <laughs> and also you have to still remember like they're legal, but they're still drug dealers. The only thing they care about at this point is that their money's straight. And part of that is because the government has a lot of regulations, which is hope hopefully soon they're going to like ease up a little bit on, but We'll see. Anyway, the point is, is that there's a lot of people that come into pot shops expecting like refunds or discounts or this or that because it's retail now. So they figure it's like Walmart where you can argue or not argue, hag haggle your way, <laughs> haggle your way to some kind of cheaper, better price or whatever, right? Weed's not like that, dude. It's still kind of like going to the guy in your garage. There are stipulations to this shit. <laughs> like, for example, okay? Now, this is how I understand THC percentages. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, let me know, okay? Leave a comment, tell me, hey, dummy, that's not right. But here's how I understand THC percentages. So the percent of THC, let's say it's 25%, okay? The percent of THC that is in a flower or whatever, that percentage is based on how much THC you could have. So let's say if it doesn't happen, but if you could have 100% THC, okay? The THC... Oh my God. Okay. I'm just rambling. Let me, I'm trying to get it straight in my head because I've explained this before, but it's not that easy to wrap your head around. So THC percentage is not, is how do you look at it? Okay. I want to do this right. <laughs> THC percentage is the percentage you get out of a possible 100% in that plant. Because you can have, uh, so if you have 25% THC and let's say you have 50% CBD, right? Then you have, that gives you 75%. Okay. Now plant matter makes up maybe another 25%, but it'll probably make up more, right? So your bud, it's not based on how it's not it's not based on that. It's not like looking at a liquid. It's not like looking at alcohol. Okay. It, it, 
THC percentage is you get 25% out of a possible 100%. And then the higher you go, 25, 32, 12%, whatever the deal is. Because you can have a, a percentage of CBD, CBG, uh, CBN, all these different um, all these different oils and, and, and compilations to the plant, including plant matter, can equal over 100% if you add it all up. So the percentages, I, I, as I understand it, are 25%. If it's a 25% plant, it's 25% of a possible 100% THC, okay, that you could get in that type of plant. So I was trying to explain this to a kid, <laughs> okay? And again, I know that it's a difficult sell. It's a difficult, um, it's a difficult, it's hard to wrap your head around it, okay? But once you do, you're like, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. Because have you ever bought a flower or a vape cart or a concentrate where you've got, you know, 32% uh, THC, you've got 25% CBD, you've got, say, you know, 12% CBN, then let's say you've got, you know, a 2% tur 2 or 3% tert profile. Like all those percentages add up real fast. You can have a vape cart that's 40% 40 um, 40 THC, 40% CBD, and then like 15%, 20%, 30%, whatever else. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I know this may sound dumb, but that's how I understand it. And again, if I'm wrong, let me know. But here's the thing. So I'm trying to explain this to this kid. And like I said, it's a really hard fucking sell, okay? And to try and explain it in a shop environment where you're trying to help multiple people at once, it's tough. Some people get it, some people don't. This kid was getting a little pompous. So what he started to do was just talk down to me. And I was like, oh, motherfucker, like you fucked up. Because <laughs> I don't do the whole talk down to me shit. So finally, I just looked at him and I go, look, man, okay? I've explained it to you as best I can. You just keep repeating the same thing over and over again. And like, we're not going to get anywhere with this. So do you want the weed or do you not want the weed? I understand what you're saying, but you're not letting me rebuttal what you're saying by explaining what my point of view is. And this kid just kept trying to push it. So he's being condescending. And if you're condescending, I take you down. <laughs> so I go, yeah, you want your weed or do you not want your weed? Like what's happening here? So the guy goes, well, I want the weed. I said, good, great. Okay, what do you want? Because this conversation is done. And he goes, well, no, I'm glad that like, and I had a smile on my face because you do that nervous smile like I'm going to fuck you, <laughs> like that kind of thing, you know? So um, he was like, oh, I'm glad that we can just smile and have like a good laugh about it and whatever. And I'm like, no, man, I'm, I'm done with your conversation. You're just, you're being an asshole. And like, are you trying to push my buttons right now? This, I said this to him. <laughs> I go, you trying to push my buttons right now? Because like, you're doing a great job of it. And he goes, no, I'm not. I said, well, you're this close, dude. Like I'm getting mad because you're just not listening to what I have to tell you. Um, so then he, you know, he goes to say something, I go, ah, I'm going to go get your weed. So I go, I get the weed. I come back. <laughs> I do the whole transaction while he's still trying to talk to me about us smiling at each other. And so I hand him the weed. And then he doesn't realize this because he keeps talking, right? So I hand him the weed and then I hand him the fucking, um, I hand him the receipt and he's got them both in his hand and he starts it up again, starts going, but you understand what I'm saying about like, you know, quantities and stuff. And he looks at him, I go, Hey man, you have your weed? He goes, yeah. I go, you got your receipt? He goes, yeah. I go, great. Fuck off. <laughs> Dude, the whole shop was like, what? <laughs> Like all the customers, everybody's like, oh my God. <laughs> and this kid just looked at me stunned. He's like, well, I'm like, go, you're done. Go, go away, go out. 
go home. <laughs> he was being such an asshole. <laughs> then, because I always have to go cool off with a cigarette, I go have a smoke, I come back in, and a couple customers who were involved in the situation were still at the store. And uh, one guy goes, man, I can't believe you had to deal with that dude. I'm like, ah, there's all kinds, man. I don't really give a shit. But yeah, I was getting pissed. There's one thing I can't take is when somebody asks a question and then doesn't listen or wait for the answer. Like you have to wait for the answer. <laughs> you, you have to expect an answer unless you want to talk at me. But if you want to talk at me, you have to say, hey, I'm just going to talk at you. And you stand there and I'd be like, cool, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, all right. So a little review of this pineapple pea stuff. I've had nice, relaxed midsection. <laughs> my legs have felt like they are in clouds. My feet have the tingles. Okay. Um, I keep going in and out of like, oh, I'm relaxed. To, oh, I'm hyper. Um, what else? I think that's about it. Smile from time to time. A little laugh from time to time. Okay, now getting back to it. So, all right. So we had the kid, this kid with these percentages freaking out. That dude, I don't know if he was right. I believe what I told him was right. But if I'm wrong, I hope somebody watches this and then tells me. Because I want to stop telling people that. <laughs> I will rather tell them, like, the truth. Okay? If I'm wrong. But I don't think I'm wrong. Not in this case. Um, so, yeah. So uh, I had that. And then we had, okay... So then there's these people, like I told you before, like I was saying before, right? You always get the type of person that is unsatisfied with their purchase. So they figure, oh, I'll bring it back. Now, have you ever tried to return a pack of cigarettes? Because <laughs> this is about the equal, okay? You ever tried to return a pack of cigarettes? They won't take them back. Once you buy them, that's it, <laughs> okay? That transaction is done. When you work at a cannabis shop, there are no returns, it's, it says it right on your receipt. No returns. The only time a return is allowed is um, if a product has been recalled and people are directed to bring it back in. So if a shop ever returns something for you, they're doing it out of like a favor because they're trying to keep the customer's business. And if it's a le legitimate reason, then most shops in the, in the vein of customer service will do that, which makes total sense, right? Okay. Now, some people think that means no matter what the issue is that they have with it. <laughs> Some issues are legit. <laughs> the issues that are legit. Mold. <laughs> Broken cartridges. Depending on how they broke. <coughs> Things like that. Okay? Concentrates that, for whatever reason, aren't what they say they are. Okay? Because you didn't read the canister that said THC percentage, that's not a reason to bring it back. Also, once you have opened it, now, when you open a canister in Canada, there's like normally, so if you have a tin one, there's a tin top that you have to pop off, poop, and then there's a, like, it's like a can of sardines, or a, like a can of tuna, and you have to peel the tin lid back, okay? Once you break that, once you break the seal on the top, actually, but once you break that, no, no bueno. Okay? Unless there's mold in there, there's no reason for a shop to take it back. I had this woman come back in. She comes in. Now, we don't have like scales and stuff to weigh how much it is. Whatever it's on, is on the bag is, is what it is, apparently. Okay? So, this woman 
comes back in. She drops off her weed, three and a half grams, not very much, not very expensive, not a big deal. Okay. And she goes, uh, I want to return this. And I go, well, we can't just take, we don't, we don't take returns. <laughs> like it says it on your receipt. And she's like, well, I was looking at it when I got home. I haven't smoked any of it. I was looking at it. I broke the thing. And then I noticed on the side, it said, uh, you know, whatever, 24% THC. That's not enough. I need 32. First of all, that's bullshit. <laughs> okay. You don't need 32. You need better weed. <laughs> all right. That's what you need. If you're saying I need to have in the thirties, no, you need to have better weed. That's what you need. Okay. So anyway, she's telling me all this. And I said, well, wait, hold on. The whole canister is open. You've busted the tin. You opened the lid. Like it's all out there. You know, um, I said, and on top of that, there's nothing wrong with this weed. It looks perfectly good. It's smokable. It's whatever. It's 24%, but I know this strain, it hits a little harder than that. Maybe it just doesn't work that well for you. So maybe next time don't buy it. Right. Well, that was the wrong thing to say. <laughs> this lady attacked me. <laughs> she didn't like not hitting or punching or anything like that, but she's like, I don't think you understand. I was like, I don't think you understand lady. <laughs> we don't have to take anything back. That is part of this. Part of the reason that we take things back is to maintain that excellence of customer service. But in this, in this case, just because you opened it, you could have known that you didn't want that THC by reading the side. You did not have to open the whole thing. What that tells me is that you opened the thing and then decided, Hey, guess what? I don't like this one. <laughs> I don't like how it smells or whatever. Smelled fine. Looked good. There was no problem with it, but that's what I'm saying. Like people are whoop sometimes when they think they should get stuff. So I ended up taking it back on the request of my manager, even though I felt the opposite. I didn't think we should take it back, but whatever. But there's always people like that, that bring stuff back that somehow either gets broken or messed up or whatever. And you're like, how does this even happen? Like people that come back with vape carts where like the tip of the, like, okay, here, I'll show you. This is the easiest way. People that come back with the fucking, so you have your battery right here. Okay. Then you have your vape cart. Let's see right here. Okay. Now the bottom of the vape cart has like come off on some cases. And the top of this has come like right out. Like to do that, you'd have to be the fucking Hulk and just wow, rip it right out of there. Okay. It doesn't make any sense to me how that happens. Now I can imagine it getting caught on something or whatever. And in that case, I would feel bad for the person and maybe I would replace it. But if you're just like dicking around with it and you fuck it up because you've decided, Oh, I can't get the car off. So I'm just going to yank it. And like, well, that's on you, dude. <laughs> but yeah, that's how some people are nuts, man. They, they request the dumbest shit sometimes. <laughs> All right. So, that was that lady. I, and all she wanted was she didn't like the THC. But again, you could have found that on the... Oh, it was so dumb. And then, oh, in the same day... Okay, so in the same day, another a kid had come in and he went to buy an ounce. And he tells me he wants sativa. I don't remember which strain it was. But the ones he was looking at were Indicas. And so I said, are you sure you want sativa? You're looking at Indicas. He goes, no, I want the sativa. I go, okay. Well, I've got a really good price sativa and it's this. Now I didn't look on the bag. I didn't look at like all the specs. I just knew that that strain is a sativa. Okay. 
So I recommend it to them and I go, you should try this. You'll really like it. It's a nice sativa high. It gets you energized. It's, you know, it's perfect. So he buys it, takes it out. Okay. On the bag, it said, uh, Indica. And I didn't realize that. So he comes back in about like 15, 20 minutes later. Okay. And he goes, Hey man, this is an Indica. It says it on the bag. And I go, oh, I didn't notice that, but it's definitely not an indica. I've smoked it. I know it's not an indica. I've smoked it with other people. Everybody had a similar reaction. It's a sativa, 100%. And he goes, well, I don't know. And I go, look, I'll look it up for you. So I pull up Reddit. I pull up Leafly. I pull up a bunch of different sites, right? And um, so as I'm looking through it, sure enough, there's the review. And, and there's a couple from shop owners that are saying, like, the, the specs on the bags for these are wrong. They wrote them up wrong. They didn't know what they were doing, all that stuff. And that all the reviews were like, I'm smoking this and it's a great sativa, blah, blah, blah. I'm energized. I'm doing, and this guy still started freaking out on me. He's like, look, man, I feel cheated. I'm like cheated out of what? I gave you a decent ounce <laughs> that you asked for, that you wanted from experience. I know what it is. <laughs> so I know what you're going to get. You can't go wrong with this. Yeah, but it says indica on the bag. I don't, so you're going to make, like, I shop here every week. Like, I come every week. I said, I understand that. But, like, at the same time, I sold you what you wanted. You've asked, you, the only reason that you don't want it is because, like, now you think the placebo effect's going to happen. Where, like, what you do is you go home, you smoke it, and then because you read indica on the bag, you get all, pretend you're all indica high. To be like, yeah, this stuff sucks. You know? Try the shit. You'll like it. Trust me. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so yeah, so then he got all butthurt and kept telling me that like he wasn't going to, he's like, I'll still shop here, but like, I feel really ripped off right now because I have to buy another ounce. I'm like, well, first of all, you can't buy another ounce right now because you have an ounce. You just bought an ounce and it's still on you. <laughs> oh yeah. And the other thing too, was that he had already ripped the top of the bag off. So like his bag, when he brought it back again, looked like that. Okay. So it was like it was open just like the tin like you can't I can't take it back once it's open it's not allowed right so unless there's some kind of recall or like something really bad's happened to it like mold this thing was like fine you know so I was like I can't sell you another ounce you have one on you you can't buy more than that so sorry buddy you gotta go this dude and he came back like he kept coming back but like again oh you didn't give me I gave you exactly what you asked for just because the bag says something I'm telling you from experience dude Come on. That's why I liked working at a, at a pot shop was because I could, I could easily get people into something because of like what I liked. You know what I'm saying? I, I had the experience in it. It was perfect. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I gotta stop saying I'm like, <laughs> I'm high again. All right. I love it when the high comes in waves, you know? Where for a minute you're all zoned in, then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, shiny things. <laughs> <coughs> I love that. That's probably one of my favorite things, is, is the wave of high. <sighs> okay, what else do I have? I think I have one more story here. Oh, yeah. Then there was the guy, because again, people get like really attitude-y about stuff. And um, so what they do is they get like all out of pocket real fast. <laughs> like this one dude, this one dude, I real, I didn't realize what was going on until the end. Cause I wasn't paying attention. I was just selling them everything I could. So we're going through the shop and we're picking like half quarters, 
pre-rolls, concentrates, vape carts, some paraphernalia like, you know, bongs, glassware, whatever, um, and a bunch of other things. So finally we get to the till and I ring up the first bit of the purchases and I'm like, oh man, that's, I'm sorry, that's your limit. You'll have to go home, come back and buy the rest of this. And the guy goes, I'm not fucking going anywhere. I'm like, well, <laughs> you can't have this then. Sorry, man. <laughs> I was like, you could buy this and come back, like go home, come back, you know? And, uh, so he's like, no, man, that's not happening. Like, I'm not going anywhere without this stuff. And I go, well, it seems like you are because I can't sell you any more than this. You can either buy this or you can go because I'm not doing this. And he just turns, he looks at me, he goes, you know what? Fuck you, man. I was like, what? <laughs> Are you, we're in a place of business, sir. <laughs> I go, I, fuck me? No, 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 no. Fuck you, dude. And then I stepped out from behind the counter. Now this guy obviously spent his entire life in his mom's basement playing fucking World of Warcraft and eating Cheetos, okay? Or fucking Twinkies, maybe. Joe Louis. That's what that guy ate, Joe fucking Louis. <laughs> so then as I step out from behind the counter, he starts backing up. He's like, fuck this place, fuck you, blah, blah. I'm going to go to another place, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't care. I just want you out now, <laughs> okay? So he's screaming and yelling. I'm like, whatever, dude. So he leaves. About two months later, I'm in the back. I see him on the camera. He comes walking in the front, and I'm the first pe I run out because I'm like, I want to see this guy again. So I greet him. Hey, man, can I see your ID? Shows me his ID. <laughs> I go, so how are you doing today? He goes, good. I go, like a lot better than last time though, right? <laughs> he goes, yeah. I go, okay. So we're not gonna like, we're not gonna have like a, like a blow up again, right? Like a who's coming with me kind of thing, right? He goes, no, we're good. I go, okay. And then at that point he only bought smoke buddies, but it was just kind of funny. I like, I like confronting the customers that are assholes because they come back. They have to, <laughs> or they had to, I guess. But yeah, it was, it's super fun. It's super fun a lot of the time. <sighs> well, you know what that means. It's time for a little bit of general admission mango high chew for the pre-roll. Booyakasha, my friend. Boom. Oh, Keith covered too. I don't know if I'll finish this whole thing. Holy shit. But look at that bad boy. I'll see if I can I'll see if I can get a good picture. Yeah. See what happens. I hope you're enjoying the sesh. I hope you enjoyed the stories. I hope you're smoking along. Having a grand old time. That's right. Ooh, these ones take a bit to light sometimes because of the so this one is a distillate infused, which means that there's distillate in with the weed. And then there is, uh, they roll it in keef. So there's keef all on the outside of it. It should be awesome. <laughs> Cheers to Friday. Like I said, I hope you're having a good week. Oh my God, that is tasty. That tastes like mangoes. It tastes like mangoes. Dude, mangoes. Tastes like mangoes. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Mango time. Okay. That's good stuff. Oh, right in the eye. Eye toke. I hate eye tokes, dude. Eye tokes are the worst. <coughs> well, 
now that we've learned for some weed facts bro that's right some weed and some facts (laughs) right on (laughs) facts are from thefreshtoast.com three big differences between vaping cartridges and concentrates and raw concentrates i'm doing this because i figured what I would do since last time I was talking about soul, like solely about vape carts, I find I finally put up the article on uh, tots420.com, so you can check it out there. Um, but what I thought I would do is because I think that concentrates are a little bit um, probably easier on your system than vape carts. I thought what I would do is do a comparison because last time I told you what was in the vape cart, basically. Um, this one is all about the differences and which one's better to use. So. Here's, what is it, like three main points, I guess. Yeah, three main points. Three main points to why, well, the be, the big, three biggest differences, Jesus. So this stuff hits fast. <laughs> and it says Indica, but I'm getting like a, woo, an uptick. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, so where was I going with this? Oh yeah, okay, this is what I was saying. I was saying that. These are the three main things to know or main differences between vaping a straight up concentrate or using a vape cartridge. Okay, so vaping a concentrate is messier. And again, this is at, what is this again? What's the website? Um, uh, Thefreshtoast.com, I think. I'll have it up on Totsfordrunning.com. Okay, so vaping concentrates is messier, as we all know. One of the biggest differences between vaping raw concentrates and vaping THC cartridges is the fact that cartridges are essentially plug-and-play. After affixing it to the battery, users are ready to find the temp that works for them and begin taking hits from their device. Concentrates are a different story. So, like I was saying, vape cartridge, you got your battery, and then you got your cartridge that screws into it, right? With a concentrate, oh shit, I don't have an example. I'll have to bring one down next time. Um, So with a concentrate, you have to put the, uh, okay, here, where was I? Concentrates are a different story. In order to properly vape concentrates, user must apply their concentrates directly into the pen. So you would basically have a battery like this one here, this gold Yokan armor, okay? And then you would have like a bowl on top that either had coils or was a glass bowl sitting on a coil and it had either a lid that screwed on or screwed off or a glass cover that would go over it as a mouthpiece. Um, and those you have to drop like your rosin, resin, shatter, whatever, right into, even though it's similar to what goes into these pens. Okay. So that's what makes it messier because it does, it can get everywhere because it heats up and then it's like, you think honey's sticky. Fuck. Honey's got nothing on a warmed up concentrate, man. You can't get that shit off. It's like varnish, (laughs) but tasty, yummy, happy time varnish. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Okay. Uh, vaping cartridges means consuming potentially harmful chemicals, which is what I was trying to say in the last episode, session. episode. um, is that with a vape cart, I'm not really sure what's in that vape cart. So I don't tend to smoke a lot of them. Uh, I get them occasionally and I only smoke the, like vape carts will last me a couple months. Normally I have this and two other ones. I have this peachy lychee, which we're going to try. And then, uh, I have this other one. Uh, I have two other ones, uh, the nine pound hammer and, uh, GP 20. 
And I only, I've had them for months, I'm telling you. Okay, so, uh, what was I saying? So I don't know if it's harmful or not. So although vaping THC, cartridge, THC cartridges is easier for many cannabis users, vaping concentrates has increased in popularity for good reason. While the primary ingredient in vape cartridges is THC distillate, there are numerous ingredients that they're cut with, um, like coconut oil and other potentially harmful ingredients like heavy metals, uh, vaping concentrates, on the other hand, provides consumers with the opportunity to consume pure concentrates free of any additives. The fact that the individual consumer adds the concentrate themselves provides more peace of mind that the product they're consuming is safer for consumption than potentially harmful cartridges. So there you go. See, that's a little bit of background. You can read this article. I'll, like I said, I'll put a link to it on Tots420.com at, uh, what is it, The Fresh Toast? TheFreshToast.com. These... They have some pretty good articles, some other stuff too. So shout out to them on good stuff. <laughs> also, I'm getting higher. Okay, now uh, the last reason here, the, the last difference is um, vaping con concentrates requires more maintenance. I don't have to read this one to tell you. It definitely does. If you use a bong rig, a dab, um, sorry, if you use a dab rig, um, you know, a vape pen, um, one of those like nectar collectors, any of that stuff. Uh, all of that stuff has, it takes a long time, or it can take a long time to clean off completely and get it back to new. Whereas bongs, it's like shake it up and you're good. But uh, not with that stuff. That stuff is so sticky. Like I said, you think honey gets on everything. Fuck, dude, this stuff can get on everything too. So it's, uh, it's definitely... I, like I said, I think it's definitely better for you. You should read that art those little points that article of points, that blog, vlog, whatever it is, blog. <laughs> Jesus, Justin. Some weed and some facts. <laughs> right on. <laughs> okay, I'm high. I hope you're high. Hope you're having a good sesh. That's what I'm saying. Okay, I got to pause on this. I need some water. I'm getting some dry mouth going. But yeah, so I, I think uh, concentrates are a little more pure. That seems to agree with it. Um, I don't know, but again, that's just because they could put, you could put a bunch of different additives to get the, you know, to get the cartridge to work properly. Um, water time. <laughs> Dude, I'm so stoned right now. It's awesome. I feel great. I hope you feel great. I hope this is a good one to start off your weekend with. This is a uh, Sessisode 98 and two more Sessisodes. Guess what I've got? I've got 100 coming up. So for the 100th episode, I decided with the uh, help and input of Bo that I would have 100 minutes of smoking. So now that doesn't mean that I'm going to take like a hit every minute because <laughs> I don't know if I could keep a podcast going like that. But what it does mean is that I have to be smoking something consistently through the whole 100 minutes. So whether it's, you know, having a joint, a bong hit, whatever. Something's got to keep going, right? Dab. So I'm going to get out all the stuff that I smoke from. And I'm going to go through every single piece throughout this episode. Hoping that it takes me to the 100 minutes of smoking. <laughs> and see what happens then. And Bo's going to be on there so that if I do start to... Blah, 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 then Bo can pick up the slack and tell you guys something funny, hopefully. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's right. <laughs> so, now that I've yelled things, told you about upcoming stuff, you know what else I looked up this week? Because I thought it would be fun. 
were the 11 most creative ways people have smuggled drugs. Dude, <laughs> for real? Oh, no way. That's right. <laughs> the top 11 most creative drug smuggling attempts, okay? So dude for real facts today are this. Let's see here. Number 11, cocaine soap. That's right. Um, so uh, 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 this retired dental surgeon from Sydney was discovered while trying to smuggle almost five kilograms of cocaine from India to the Australia disguised as soap. That's right. <laughs> oh, and this is, sorry, I forgot to tell you. So this is from um, immigroup.com. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But yeah, these are pretty interesting. I, I read through them. They're, I think they're all about cocaine. <laughs> so, you know, cocaine, really not drugs, but cocaine smuggling. Uh, the cocaine cast. So basically, um, what was this? A uh, 66-year-old woman, or uh, doesn't say woman, sorry. <laughs> it just says 66-year-old was <laughs> found to be carrying a, uh, six beer cans and two hollowed-out stools packed full of cocaine. And... Also had a cast. Where is it? And to test those suspicions, apparently border security has a spray that glows bright blue when it touches anything that's been in contact with cocaine. With cocaine, this turned out to be the first time that the officials found a cast made entirely out of cocaine. So the whole cast on this person's foot was cocaine, along with all this other shit they found, <laughs> dude. That's ballsy. I wouldn't smuggle shit. I don't even know why you would do that. You, I, I got to be honest. I think like if you ask, if you were like, look, I'm gonna kidnap you, um, and you have to smuggle this shit, I'd be like, just shoot me, <laughs> just, cause like I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> not a fucking chance. <laughs> Whatever happens to me is gonna be way worse than you just shooting me in the face right now. You know, don't do that, please though. But don't shoot me in the face, nobody. <laughs> Cocaine suitcases. So let's see. Uh, it was one of those crafty chemical manipulations of the drug, cocaine mixed with resin and glass fiber. Uh, they had, uh, had the smuggling attempt been successful, an additional chemical process could have separated cocaine from the suitcases, other ingredients, leaving it ready for use. Jesus. Dude. <laughs> for real? Oh, no way. <laughs> so what? A 26-year-old from Argentine, a woman was flying from Chile to Spain. She was found with two suitcases made of cocaine. Like they were actually made of cocaine. That's fucking crazy. That's ingenious. <laughs> so you like soak it in a solvent and then the coke just comes out. That's fucking crazy. Cocaine shoes. A gang of cocaine traffickers was busted in northern Spain. An investigation lasting two years uncovered an immensely successful operation the smugglers created a cocaine paste then skillfully stressed and modeled it into imitations of Blanix shoes Blonix? Blonks? Blonix? I don't know uh, they were then given to airline passengers to be worn on flights to different locations that's fucking smart see like that's crazy <laughs> you could I didn't even know that was an option that's insane I would also be a very bad smuggler Here's more. More bags and shoes made of cocaine. Um, let's see. Security personnel at Madrid's Barajas 
airport busted another person for trying to smuggle 12 kilograms of cocaine. This time the drugs came in the shape of 19 flip-flops and 62 handbags. Jesus. Cocaine so close. Uh, another drug trafficking attempt took place at Madrid's famous Bar Barajas, I think that's how you say it, airport. I'm sorry if I butchered it. Three passengers arriving from Peru looked awfully nervous and drew the attention of Spanish police. Upon closer examination, their luggage was found to contain 55 kilograms of cocaine soaked into their clothes. Whoa. Dude. <laughs> For real? Oh, no way. <laughs> Apparently, cocaine hydrochloric poured onto fabric can... What? Apparently cocaine hydrochloride poured onto fabric can account for around 14% of its total weight and keep about 89% of its purity. Holy crap. Man, I did not know you could do that. Cocaine Jesus? What? Blasphemy. Some say you couldn't put a price on Jesus, but this particular one would be worth about $30,000 on the streets. Stephen Roberts, a DEA spokesman in the Washington in Washington Saved the worst of this legal vocabulary for the case. He said it was sacrilegious. Of course. So, they, that's not cool, man. A cocaine dinner set? Dude, it's teapots and plates. Are you fucking kidding me? If you think you've seen it all, the work of the finest cocaine craftsman, think again. How about an insanely detailed, hand-painted, 42-piece dinner set made entirely out of compressed cocaine? Fuck off. <laughs> That's insane. Cocaine pallets, like pallets, like skids that you put stuff on. They put cocaine in that too, man. Uh, Spanish police have seized dozens of suspiciously bent pallets that look like dark wood. And the same shipment co uh, contained mount mountains of charcoal. Upon closer examination, both the pallets and the charcoal turned out to be made of 1.4 tons of compressed cocaine. Cocaine! Holy cow, man. And this number two, cocaine plastic. What? Okay. The new high-tech trend for smugglers is mixing cocaine with molten plastic and turning it into a variety of mundane, inconspicuous, hard plastic products such as CD and DVD cases, car dashboards, dog carrying cases, plastic buckets, and furniture upholstery. Holy crap! It's a very clever method because in that medium, the drug is imperceptibly imperceptible even to sniffer dogs and can contain up to 30% of pure cocaine. Holy crap. It requires you should read that whole thing. It's nuts. Okay, so number one is drugs and rugs. Dude. <laughs> um, smugglers literally managed to create little malleable tunnel containers for heroin that look like rope, then wove them into the fabric of gorgeous, completely inconspicuous carpets of commercial quality. <laughs> For real? Oh, no way. <laughs> 46 of these handmade knotted carpets were in this particular shipment, and they found around 50 kilograms of heroin hidden in them so far. Jesus! People are nuts, dude. <laughs> I mean, wow. That is fucking impressive. Uh, amazing to me that that you would spend that much time fucking uh, just get a job <laughs> i get it it pays better all right let's try this fuego vape cart it is peachy lychee 86.9 percent thc 
Hopefully you can see that. I don't know. Let me tell you what it tastes like. Even though I already know, I'm going to take a nice puff. I taste peachy, but like almost like a creamy ending. <laughs> Can you believe I just said that? I can't. <coughs> you know you're high, when. Now, I've been recently told that apparently lychee <laughs> is like a candy that you can get if you go to like the Mandarin or something like that. So, I don't know, next time I'm at the Mandarin, guess what I'm trying? Some lychee. Because I taste a lot more than peach. It's very peachy though. Like, okay, so if you had fuzzy peaches dipped in something that I can't quite explain yet, that's what it would taste like. <laughs> so primarily fuzzy peaches. It's very close to that taste. It's really good. And the high, because I could tell you about the high. The high, like I said, it kind of like, it doesn't knock me out, but it does definitely relax me. It gets me more mellowed out than like hyper and active and whatever. Um, but yeah, it's a really nice vape cart. And uh, I would say that if you're looking to try something new with a lot of flavor, even though last video I said I didn't like a lot of flavor, I thought, you know what, if this guy's going to say it's that good, I'll try it. So... The guy that gave it to me said, here, give this a shot. And then I thought, cool, man. <laughs> so I did that. I tried it. And the flavor is really good. It's a lot, so I don't smoke a lot. I'll have like a couple puffs here and there. Um, but at night, it's a good, nice mellow out before you go to bed. Um, yeah, I really liked it. Now, for this general admission mango high chew, geez, dude, the high is quick, like immediate. I was like two or three puffs in before it started to kick in. And even though it says Indica, I definitely have more of like an amped up feel. Like I, like, no, I, earlier in the, in the sesh, I said that my feet were like tingly. I went, it went back to that after I smoked that shit. <laughs> so yeah, I recommend if you're looking for, um, if you were looking for a pre-roll that has a little extra oomph to it. I mean, these do also have a lot of THC. So if that's one of your things, this is 38% THC. Uh, mango high chew tastes like mangoes tastes like weed it's like a good mix because the mango is a hint after the exhale um it's a nice high it gets me it got me like boom it like amplified the pineapple pea for sure and now my head starts to feel like it's in a fishbowl because now i've added this like hybrid thing going on so yay <laughs> i'm in a great spot i hope you're in a good spot i hope you enjoyed the sesh i hope you come back next week Join me, Justin Baroni, on Thoughts Off the Stem on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you get a podcast. It's out there, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't forget to check out Tots420.com for all the different platforms as well as the latest episodes and links to, obviously, YouTube, the WeTube, everywhere else. Uh, oh, and check us out on Good Pods, too. Check us, me. Check me out on Good Pods. <laughs> Until next time, I hope you have a good week. And keep your lids low, baby. <laughs>